thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. Luke chapter 18, I'm going to read a few verses here. We're starting a brand new series here at the church this morning entitled Porn in My Pocket. Now, we don't want it to be in your pocket, but it is in some people's pocket because the majority of people who go to church struggle and are not bound by, by pornography. And it, the numbers would, would shock you, which we're going to get into in the next couple of weeks at our church. But um, I'm going to deal with the subject matter this morning entitled I'm Done With Me. And uh, it's, it's found in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. And here's what the word of the Lord says. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee. He was so perfectly together as a religious person. And the other one was a filthy, dirty, no good tax collector. And the Pharisee stood by himself, and this is what he prayed. This is so arrogant. He said, God, I thank you that I'm not like all these other people. I'm not like a robber, an evildoer, a sinner, an adulterer, or even this dirty, filthy tax collector that we've all caught riding dirty. He said, I fast twice a week. I'm so holy. I give a tenth of all I get. I'm so holy. But the tax collector, he stood at a distance and he would not even look up to heaven because of the shame. But he beat his breast and he said, God, please have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the other man, the holy churchgoer who never missed a Sunday, <clears throat> went home and just was went home justified before God. For all those who will exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. I want to talk to you this morning along the subject matter of I'm done with me. You got to get undone with yourself. If you want to be free from pornography, you got to get done with yourself. Come on. We got to lay our pride down and get humble. Amen. Father, I thank you for the power of the word. I pray that you help me and encourage me. To, to speak this with such clarity to your people that their ears would hear, that their hearts would receive, and that they would be ready to receive all that you have for them this morning. God, I thank you that there's going to be deliverance take place in this series. It may not be from pornography. It might be from cussing, lying, gossiping. It might be from, from causing factions and discord. It might be from alcoholism or, or, or burning sage or smoking that ganja. Lord, I pray, Lord, today you would deliver people. Set them free that we can walk in unity and freedom together as one people. We remove all ounces of shame. God, there's no shame in this game. We're thankful that whom the Son says free is free indeed, and he gives us a testimony. But I just thank you today for freedom and deliverance in the precious name of Jesus, and we said amen. And so today I want to talk to you, part one, this is week one of Porn in My Pocket, and the title of today's message is I'm Done With Me. Next week's title is Shame Is Not My Name, and then the third week that we will be together on this series, I want to talk to you about my, my porn battle plan, that we can all come together and believe God for victory, because I believe pornography is a generational pandemic. I believe, I really believe it is. It is propagated and pushed, not by the adult industry, but it's propagated and pushed by the kingdom of hell. It's robbing a generation of healthy 
healthy dopamine, robbing the church of victory. It's bringing our kids into bondage at a very early age. Now, I want to talk to parents because first off, parents, I don't want you to think, and young people, I don't want you to think it's just you that struggle with it because it's not just you. It's grown folk that struggle with it too. Come on, look at your neighbor and say amen. Uh, but, but parents, I want to encourage you, don't be a naive parent. Don't put the internet in your kid's room without filters on it. Don't, don't let them have YouTube and Netflix in their room with the door shut because chances are they've probably already seen some type of pornography. Your child, if they have a phone, it should be blocked. It should be filtered. It should have alerts sent to you. Come on, church. Now, I had a parent tell me one time, they have the internet in their house. Their, their phone has no blocking on it. It's completely fine. I've asked them if they've seen pornography and they told me no. Well, parents, they're going to tell you no because they're going to be ashamed if they have looked at it and they won't want to be honest with you. Come on. It used to be to view pornography, you'd have to go to, y'all remember them, them uh, uh, rental stores where you could rent like beta tapes and VHS tapes? Yeah, I see most of you, if you're not a Gen X or older, you don't get it. But we would go to the video store, and there'd be a little back room in the back of the video store that said adult videos. And you'd have to sneak in there to see pornography, or you'd have to steal nudie mags from the 7-Eleven, or you'd have to turn as red as Miss Crystal's shirt, and you'd have to sneak into the adult bookstore. But the problem with our generation is they have that back room, they have that adult bookstore, and they have those nudie mags right on their device inside their pocket. And we got to talk about it so we can walk in freedom and set healthy boundaries so you can stay free. Come on. It takes more than me praying for you at an altar for you to be free from pornography. You need prayer, but then you need boundaries. And boundaries are not an ungodly thing. Boundaries are a healthy thing to keep you victorious. Can the church say amen? So today I want to deal with something before we start to talk about the statistics or the boundaries or what pornography does. I want to talk to you about the root cause of, of, of pornography. And it's another P word, and it's it's detestable in the eyes of God. And some of y'all may not be ready for this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. We're just going to put it out there. Look at your neighbor and see he's going to put it out there. I don't know what word you're thinking about, but the word I'm thinking of is pride. Come on. If you want to be free of pornography, you have to humble yourself, get down low. Come on, Olivia Gallardo, and say, I'm done with me. Can you look at somebody and tell them this morning and say, I'm done with me? Uh-huh. We, got, we have to get done with doing things our way. Get done with believing the lies and giving into deception. Get done with us believing the falseness that sin is okay and it's just a problem. It's not okay. It's not just a problem. It separates you from God. You see, you have to lay down your way of doing things. Oh, it's so quiet in here. I love it. You have to lay down your sexuality. You have to lay down your ideas of what sexuality is from what you've learned on Twitter, Instagram, and what's being propagated in social media and in the world today because God has a way and he desires us in Matthew chapter 6 33 he said but seek ye first my way if you want to be blessed on this people planet you got to do things God's way you got to have sex God's way come on and talk to me in here you got to do it the way God told us to do it and anything outside of that is our own flesh getting in the way deluding us and deceiving us that humanity's way is better but I believe that God has gathered a bunch of people at LifeGate Church to say, I'm done with me. I'm done with the pride of being right. What does God say? I'm done with the pride of not admitting I'm addicted. What does God say? Because pride won't let you bow low, but humility will. 
Jesus did not say, come to the altar and repeat after a preacher, then you're going to heaven. No. He said, repent, therefore, and be converted. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know what I've learned about repentance? And if you'd be honest in here and say, amen, help me out, so a preacher ain't out here struggling. Uh, All repentance stems from humble abandonment of self. You can't repent until you lay self down. If you haven't laid self down, you're serving a God of narcissism and you're serving of God that's all about humanity. And and, and that's not the gospel. The gospel is walking away from our desire, walking away from our wants, walking away from our craves and taking up him. Jesus said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That was Paul. But Jesus said, if any man come after me, what does he have to do? He's got to die. Say, I'm done with me. Come on, look at somebody tell me I'm done with me. Now. Let me ask you a question. How many by the show of hands, how many by the show of hands, you say, Pastor, I'm with you. I struggle with pride. Wow, it's a lot of us. Now, a lot of you didn't raise your hand because you're so prideful you couldn't raise it. Here's what I believe. I believe pride, I believe pride is harder to overcome than porn. You say, what's this got to do with pornography? Everything. Because pornography comes from a prideful heart. It's about me being pleased. Come on, talk to me in here. It's about what I want. It's about pleasing me. But here's, here's something about pride you need to know today. Pride is dangerously destructive and difficult to detect. You see, you can't, you can't see pride working in you. Everybody else can. But, but it's, it's, it's so difficult to detect and it's so dangerously destructive. You know, when preachers say, you know, sin keeps you from God or what sin will keep you out of heaven, all of us automatically think the worst of the worst. We think, you know, methamphetamine, oh, it's going to keep you out of heaven. We, we think, we think uh, alcohol is going to keep you out of heaven. Sex before marriage is going to keep you out of heaven. Pornography is going to keep you out of heaven. But I would like to lay before you and tell you today that pride is the silent killer. Because all sin really comes from a place of pride. It's what originated in heaven when Satan rebelled in heaven and bucked up in pride against God. Come on, church. Proverbs 16.5 says the Lord, you have to read the Bible. Listen, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. When we're proud and arrogant and prideful, God detests us. Boy, that's heavy. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Proverbs 8.13 says all who fear the Lord, honor the Lord, will hate evil. Therefore, God is saying, I hate pride and arrogance. See, God hates me. No, we don't hate you. He hates pride and arrogance. Because pride is dangerously destructive and difficult to detect. Let's say that all together. Pride, pride. is dangerous, dangerous. Destructive, destructive, and difficult to detect. Difficult. Come on, say it again. Say, pride, pride. is dangerously destructive, dangerously and difficult to detect. Difficult. See, pride is what allows you to watch porn. Y'all, y'all are, I see, I see. Pride is so self-focused, destructive, and fueled by pride. But I don't know about you. I'm done with me. Here's what I know through Bible stories that pride is our problem. Everyone said, is my pride, my pride. is my problem. problem. Say this again. Say, pride, pride. is not the devil's problem. Devil. My, pride my pride is my problem. See, Adam and Eve knew more than God. Come on, somebody. Adam and Eve knew more than God in the garden. 
Cain knew more than Eve and was jealous about his brother and killed him out of pride. Miriam and Aaron knew more than their pastor in Numbers chapter 12, and pride caused them to fall. King Saul went in with anointing on his life, but he exited his life without the anointing because of pride. Dangerously destructive, difficult to detect. Here's how pride works in me as a pastor and me as a leader. God will say, hey, son, I want you to do this. And I'll say, okay, that's the problem. So I'm going to try to fix things and try to manipulate it and fix it so I can fix it. And I do what Abraham does out of pride, and I create Ishmael's. And I know none of y'all do that. I'm just talking on myself real quick here. My pride is my problem. But I'm super done with it. I'm done with me. See, the Bible said pride is nasty. Unrepented pride becomes self-deception. Obadiah 3 said the pride of your own heart has deceived you. Pride, it's the attitude of self-sufficiency. It removes the need for others. It removes the need for godly counsel. It allows us to justify our sin. Well, God understands. It refuses all loving correction. and It blinds us from seeing what really is on our life. It's dangerously destructive and difficult to detect. Pride reasons away our wrong. Boy, it's quiet in here. Ooh, take a drink of this water. Get a little cotton mouth. Y'all making me nervous. Pride reasons our wrongs away justifies our sin, blames others instead of owning it. It won't own personal error. It produces jealousy of others. What does this have to do with pornography? Everything. Because until you get low, young person, you'll never be free. Until you get low, Gen Xer, boomer generation greatest, you'll never be free. Well, there's no boomers that are addicted to pornography. 70% of people who go to church are bound with pornography. 70%. I read this book, Avoiding Deception, and in it, Pastor Sharon Doherty made this quote. It's so powerful. Those who are not quick to repent of pride dull their sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Then reason takes over. And they interpret their own desire as God's will. Pride will get you to interpret your own desire as the will of God for you. Boy, think about that. How easy it is for us to be deceived by ourselves because of pride. Dangerously destructive, difficult to detect. Well, pastor, what are the characteristics of pride? I'm glad you asked this morning. You're such a participatory audience today. The characteristics of pride are this, self-sufficiency. I did this. I built this. I'm so gifted, I did this. No, you did it through the grace of God. Characteristic of pride, an independent spirit. Huh? I'm my own man. I only follow Jesus. Well, you're going to follow your own man then, and it ain't Jesus. Because Jesus tells us to follow people, huh? He told children, follow your parents. He told wives, follow your husbands. He said, church, submit to each other. Come on. Pride wants to be a leader, but no responsibility with it. Pride is unable to receive correction and justifies action. Pride. Pride feels as if it's everyone else's fault and only apologizes with the if. If I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. That's pride. We have to own it and say, hey, I was wrong and I'm sorry. 
I hope you're learning today. I'm trying to get you free from pornography. Not you can't get free until you look, get low. You got to get low. How low? How low? How low can you go? Can you go down low? All the way to no. I'm just kidding. How low can you go? Pride won't take the responsibility. Pride showed, pride shows up to serve, but for selfish reason, reasons. They apologize when they get caught, huh? Pride blinds us from seeing truth. Now, the other question comes in, is all pride sin? I would have to say no. I'm very proud of my daughter. Boy, she's on fire for the Lord. That makes any daddy proud. Not to say she's better than another kid, but I'm just proud of her in general. I'm proud of my wife. My wife is one of the most precious people you'll ever meet. Come on. I'm about to retire and let her preach all the time. I'll travel, you stay here, and you preach. Yes. They like you more anyway, honey. He just said it's true. See, I told you. MD said this is true. I'm proud of Minister Drew Pickens. I'm, I'm proud of our church. Not in an unhealthy way. Like, I don't think we're better than any other church. There's lots of great churches in the city. But I'm proud of our church. Come on. I mean, look around here, what the Lord has done through us. It's powerful. We did that together. When does it become sin then, Pastor? Well, it becomes sin when you think you're better than other people. And when you think you don't need God. Hmm. Now, I believe there's three types of sinful pride, and these are going to be my three points today, that have everything to do with you being free from porn or any addiction. Here's the first type. Number one, the I'm better than you pride. Boy, this is so prevalent in our culture today. Luke 18, 11 says this. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Like, what does that mean you're not like other people? What he was saying is I'm better than you. Huh? Thank God I'm not like that loser. Thank God I'm more spiritual than you. I am holy and I'm better than my friend who's addicted. I am better than all people I work with because I'm smarter. I am better than so-and-so because I haven't missed church in two years. Dangerously destructive and difficult to detect. Until you get free of your pride, you will never get free of your porn. Boy, it's quiet in here today. That's so good. I feel like I'm taking arrows and be like, shh. Until you get free of your spiritual, silly, religious pride and get low before the Lord, you'll never get free of your porn. There's singles pride in church. Come on. Looking for perfection and you're not. Looking for an athlete and you're a donut. Looking for a prayer warrior and you didn't go to one 6 a.m. prayer service. Dangerously destructive and difficult to detect. I want a prayer warrior. You ain't prayed in three months. What are you talking about? I want a man of God that knows the word. You don't even have a Bible, okay? There's pride in marriage. You know, I believe all people end their marriage because of pride. No, they had an affair. They had an affair because of pride. 
Well, it was because of money. No, it was because of pride. Well, they didn't communicate. They didn't communicate because of pride. They couldn't let their egos go. When Pastor Gene and I first got married, Pastor Hart bought us a new, tra- a new tra- blazer. It was a bright red Chevy blazer, about as red as that piano. And I wouldn't let my wife drive it. And she said to me, she said, how come I can't drive the new car? I said, I deserve to drive it. Boy, I learned real quick after three black eyes and a knocked out tooth. That's not what you say to your wife. Praise the Lord. Dangerously destructive. Difficult to detect. Number two. Hope you all come back next week after I said all that. Praise the Lord. Let the Lord work in your heart. I don't like people using the pulpit to try to push an agenda other than the kingdom. It's wicked, y'all. It's wicked. It's really wicked. I don't care what color they are or what tribe they hail from. It's wicked. I said it's wicked. The number two uh, point that I want to talk to you about today of, about, about pride is the I can handle it pride. It's the I can handle it pride. Everybody say, not me. Oh, maybe. We'll see here in a minute. This is putting 100% stock in self. It says, I only need me. Here's how we know we have I can handle it pride. When your prayer life is zero. If your prayer life consists of now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Amen. Rub-a-dub-dub, thank you Lord for the grub. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this stupid food. Amen. I'm going to need that raise. Amen. When I'm lacking in my prayer life, what I'm telling God is, I don't need you to help me. I got this. That's a very arrogant, prideful place to be. I mean, look, go all the way back to the origin of sin for humanity. And we know the origin of sin happened in heaven with the enemy, but for for humanity, the origin of sin happened in Genesis. Eve and Adam were in the garden. Eve was away from her husband for a moment, and a serpent crept into the garden and convinced Eve that she could eat off something God told her not to eat off of. Now, my question is, well, we're all guilty of this, so I can say I, I know what happened. She thought in the moment, I don't have to consult my authority. I can handle this. I don't have to go to my husband and say, husband, what you think? I can handle this. Adam followed suit with her. He didn't go to his authority, Yahweh, and say, God, I can't handle this. The enemy's tempting me. So when we're being tempted with pornography, it works the same way. I can handle this. And so here is how the cycle of porn works. Here is how pride works with porn. First off, we fall into this gap of pride where we say, man, I can handle this. A little Skinamax, I mean Cinemax. A little twerking on YouTube. You say, how you know all this stuff? Because I've counseled so many young men. A little bit will be okay. Just a little clean porn. It's not dirty. It's not hardcore. It's just clean. Well, you keep thinking that. You keep thinking you can handle it. That's pride. See, pride leads to sin. Boy, I I don't know if I'm preaching in Chinese or something else today, but praise God. I can handle it, pride leads to sin. Sin leads to shame, which is, we're all guilty of this. Come on, I'm so embarrassed. 
And so we live in this bubble of embarrassment and shame. And we come to church on Sunday after we viewed pornography every day. And we, we live in this shame place like Adam and Eve. So it reverts to us covering it up, which is I can handle it. So we, we cover it up. We come to church with our big old Bible and our fake smile. And we're like, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. <laughs> Been sinning all week, but you'll never know. I'm sewing fig leaves together and wrapping them around me. Praise the Lord. Don't I look just so religious up here in my beautiful suit and Gucci belt? Praise God is good. Oh, praise the Lord. That's how we come to church. But you're not fooling God. He's saying to you this morning, where are you? Not as if he don't know where you are. But where are you at with me this morning? And then if we don't repent in that place, it turns back into pride. Which leads into more porn which leads into more sin, which leads into the dark hole of shame, which then causes us to cover it up. Dangerously destructive, difficult to detect. Now, pastor, how do we get free then? You have to humble yourself. In the shame, don't reach to what you know to cover up. Get on your knees and confess up. Come on. Now, here, here's what I encourage you to do. Now, I, I really encourage you, you got to find the right people to talk to. James chapter 5 verse 16 says this, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. If you're here today and you're struggling with porn, I promise you, you're not the, you're not the, you're not the minority. Can everybody say amen? amen. That, okay, we all got to breathe a little bit. Okay, praise God. If your marriage is struggling... Ask for help. Well, I don't believe in all that counseling stuff. Well, then you don't believe in the Bible. Because the Bible said there's safety in the multitude of counsel. Well, my money's acting funny. Well, stop being prideful and get some help about it. Come on. What's going to take me five years to dig out? Well, let it be five years. At least it's not 20 of you repeating the same cycle. It takes humility to be free. Come on, church. 2 Chronicles 7.14 is another example. If my people who are called by my name will what? Humble themselves. How can we be free if we don't humble ourselves? Well, the Holy Ghost does that. No, we do that. Well, the devil. No, you and I must humble ourselves. Now, you got to be careful who you're humbling yourself around. Because some people, you know, I said this before, their tongue's so long they can sit in the living room and lick the refrigerator because all they do is gossip. You don't want to tell that person that. Pride. you got to find a safe place to share what you're shameful about. So freedom can come and you can be made whole. Come on, amen, church. Dangerously destructive, difficult to take. Everybody say, I'm done with me. Number three, here we go. The third type of pride is, well, pastor... This message today doesn't really apply to me. That's my third point. Is it doesn't apply to me pride. I'm above the rules. These things don't apply to me. I can't wait till Pastor Janae gets the podcast and the YouTube up on the internet so I can send these to some people in my family who are really prideful. Because this don't apply to me. Man, I wish so-and-so was here. If they were here, this message is right for them. No, this message is right for you. Well, 
Proverbs 16, 18 says this. The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you'll fall in disgrace. I think of David. Man, what an incredible man of God. But he got sidetracked. David became king, but he was still a man of war. He was still a warrior. I mean, this guy's the guy that, as a teenager, beat down Goliath with his, with his own, own, own arsenal on him. There was a mighty war taking place, and David thought he was above fighting for the Lord anymore. Oh, we'll let them go do it. That doesn't apply to me. I'm the king. He got complacent, stayed at home, and started looking at, come on, pornography. He started looking at what he shouldn't look at. He started lusting for what was forbidden. He couldn't see his own prideful heart. Dangerously destructive, difficult to detect. He does the unthinkable. All them rules don't apply to me. He looks off of his balcony at a woman named Bathsheba. That ought to have been an indication, Bathsheba. Bath. Don't be looking at a woman if her name is Bath. I'm just telling you. The rules don't apply to me. I'm the king. Has her brought to his palace. The rules don't apply to me. She can come here if she wants to. But she's married, I know. Get in my bed, Bathsheba. Them rules don't apply to me. I'm the king. I'm the man. Sleeps with her. Rules don't apply to me. Marries her. Has her husband killed. Dangerously destructive. Difficult to detect. You see, status without submission is the breeding ground for pride. You got a title, but you ain't submitted, David. Huh? Until the prophet Nathan came, gave him a whooping. <laughs> Status without submission is the breeding ground for pride. Unrepentant pride, then, is the breeding ground for destruction. If we don't get rid of our pride, we're going to destroy every relationship, business opportunity, and we're going to destroy our reputation. We have to get low if we want to go up. Come on, church, and say amen. We cannot rationalize our unrighteousness. We must repent. And get low. Somebody say, I'm done with me. Look at Peter. Peter was the guy in the Bible. I mean, he was radical. This guy, Peter, he was called a son of thunder. So why was he called that? Because his emotions were like thunder. He, he, he couldn't settle in one place. He was like squirrel, and he would jump over there. He, he was radical, but yet he let his emotions get out of whack. So Jesus said, you're, you're a son of thunder. He sank as he began to walk on the water because he was saying, I, I can handle it. I, I don't need God. I see all these waves. I think I can handle this. And he started doubting in God, but he was putting his faith in himself. I can handle it, pride. Then he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is arrested, and he pulls out a sword, and he cuts off a guy's ear. It's crazy. Like, he should be in prison. For assault and battery. What was he doing? Hey, I'm better than you, soldier. I'm the protector of Yahweh. And the soldier was like, no way. <laughs> so here we see, I can handle a pride better than you, pride. Then he denies Jesus three times. 
Oh, that doesn't apply to me, pride. At some point, Miss Marvin, he has a revelation because we find him in 1 Peter writing in chapter 5. God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. So therefore, humble yourselves under God's mighty hand that he might lift you up in due time. Now, I know many of you here today, you want to be free from porn, and I want you to be free from it too. But if you want to be free from porn, you have to get free from pride first. You've got to humble yourself. I'm better than you, pride, must turn into I'm not better than anybody, humility. It's the grace of God that's got me here. Come on. It's not my pedigree. It's what the Lord has graced on my life to be who I am. Humility. I can handle it. Pride needs to turn into God. I can't do anything without you. Humility. It doesn't apply to me. Pride must turn into God. If there's any error in my heart, please show me humility. Pride is difficult to detect and dangerously destructive. I heard the story about the great prize fighter, Muhammad Ali. He was on an airplane, and the flight attendant came on the airplane and was walking around and noticed he didn't have a seatbelt on. And she said, Mr. Ali, you need to put a seatbelt on. And he said to her, well, Superman doesn't need a seatbelt. And she responded right back to him. And she said, yeah, well, Superman don't need an airplane either. The moment you stop thinking you need a seatbelt in life is the moment pride has entered your heart. If you want to be free from a pornographic devil, come on somebody, you have to get low. Humble yourself and ask God to cleanse you from pride. Get the pride out of your heart. You see, I'm, 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 I'm going to be very candid with you in this series. I, I was a teenager. I was a young man. I was, actually, I wasn't even a teenager yet. I was in, four, I was in fifth grade climbing in a dumpster at a trailer court trying to find... Uh, cans to take up to the aluminum scrap yard to get some money so we could go up to the convenience store and get us these fake little these fake little uh, 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 gum cigarettes that when you would blow on them it looked like he was smoking and we was going to be the cool kids in the neighborhood and when we was climbing this dumpster we found a box full of pornography tapes and full of pornography mags and me and my buddies we distributed them and went home and we sat on that for years looking at them, feasting on them until eventually it became an addiction come on in here talk to me and what I didn't really even want in my life, I reaped a harvest for because I was in the wrong place. Why was I climbing in dumpsters? I don't know. I was in the wrong place. And the enemy knew I was going to be there to bring some addiction. So I, as your pastor, I'm telling you right now, I put safeguards and boundaries all over my life to make sure I don't succumb to temptation. I can't believe the reverend's telling us this. Man, I hope if I tell you, it'll help you to be free. I really do. I want you to be free. So, so for me, like one of my boundaries is Birdo and my wife got together and, and they safeguarded all my devices. I, I, can't even, I can't even get on my phone after 10 o'clock. It completely shuts off until 7 or 8 in the morning. My, my iPad, my computer, all of it, it all shuts down at 10 o'clock. Because I don't need to be sitting in a dark room after 10 o'clock scrolling online. So if I, as your leader, am saying, you have to get that humble to say I want to live free, you have to get that low too.
Say, Pastor, I want to tell my spouse, but I'm scared to death of what she's going to say or I'm scared to death of what he's going to say. Guys, we have to lower those safeguards. Come on in here. We have to be able to talk to each other. Come on, spouses in here, say something. Do you want your spouse free? Do you want your spouse free? Then we've got to allow them to be free. We got to allow them to come to say, I, I, I need to humble myself and say, this is really a stronghold in my life, but I'm sick and tired of it running my life. I want to be free. Come on, church. We got to get low. Single folk, I encourage you, you got, you got, you got to confess up. If you want to walk in freedom with pornography, you got to let somebody know who's got your best interest at heart. Come on. So you can be free in that area. Here's what I'm going to do. I also want to stand to our feet today because th- this was the first installment. Next week, we're going to talk about the incredible amount of weight that shame brings. Shame is not our name. We're going to get free in here in this series, I promise you, from this pornographic devil. And uh, we're going to say this decree here in just a moment, and then I want to pray over you collectively as a congregation. Um, they're going to put this decree up here on the, on, the, on the board. And when I count to three, I want us all just to say this all together and really hear what you're saying. And this is something I would like to be posted on social media. Um, maybe we can get this to look just like that graphic and post it on social media so you can continually do this over and over again um, out of your mouth. So let's all say this together. One, two, three, go. Come on. Father. it. I renounce religious pride, out of balance American pride, political pride, racial pride, I'm better than you pride, I can handle it pride, it doesn't apply to me pride. I accept your forgiveness and ask that you help me to be clothed in humility. Show me the doors that I have opened to a pornographic spirit. I renounce my agreement with pornography on every level, from hardcore porn to any entertainment or light nudity, sexualized music, provocative dress, and flirtatiousness. I renounce all promiscuity and perversion in the name of Jesus. Cleanse me and help me in Jesus' name. That's the first step. You're renouncing it. It's the first step. You renounce that pride. You renounce that porn. The next step is you need to find somebody whom you can be accountable to. That's a spiritual mature Christian. But like, don't be run to somebody, don't read their Bible and don't pray. That's not the person you want to tell or have a conversation. You want to go to a spiritual person like Elder Mark and Elder Irene, a spiritual mom and dad, brother and sister Carr, somebody who's not going to take that and run out, but they'll have biblical wisdom to help you and to pray for you and to encourage you. Elder McCarroll, people like that, folks that can help you to live at liberty. Now, here's what I want you to know today, okay? Pastor, am I going to be tempted after this series? Absolutely. Yes, you will. But I believe some of you, even in this room, might need to be delivered from a demonic principality. Because the Bible said you crucify flesh, you cast the devil out. You, 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 can't, you can't cast out flesh and crucify the devil. You have to crucify your flesh. And then once you renounce it, get prayed for, you, you get in covenant with somebody and you tell them, hey, I need, I need somebody to help me to stay accountable. Please lock my devices and help me and, and please become somebody I can be accountable to. And then after that, you're still battling with it every day. You need straight up deliverance. And there's no shame in that game. Amen, church. We want people to be free around here. Come on. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, we want people to be free around here. 
Thank you we so got much for tuning in today. I believe today's message was tailor-made just for you. Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and become a subscriber to this YouTube channel. And then also, I wanna personally thank all of you that week after week, you partner with us and you sow into the ministry of LifeGate Church. If you haven't done that yet, there's a great opportunity for you to do that right now. Just click that button on the screen and become a partner today. It will be a blessing to us and I know it will be to you as well. Until next time, we'll see you then.